श्री गुरु वैष्णव गुरु परंपरा की जय श्री भक्ति वेदांत स्वामी प्रभुपाद की जय रक्षक श्री देव गोस्वामी महाराज की जय श्री भक्ति विनोद परिवार की जय गोर भक्तवृंद की जय प्रेम Kartik has begun. It was auspicious beginning yesterday, huh? And uh, hopefully we'll get to see one another throughout the month. <clears throat> so I was, was suggested I open the floor for any questions this evening. Does anyone have any questions? Smati. Um, it says that Lord Chaitanya left that he actually gave eight verses the shikshas to come. But what about the Mahabharanaya Krishna Pramadayate? I mean, I, I heard this Amal Bhakta speaking either the Chaitanya Charitamrita or Chaitanya Bhagavat. And he was saying Lord Chaitanya was at a Rathiyatra festival and he looked up and he saw her jogging off in the cart and he fell down on the ground. And he looked up at Lord Jagannath and he spoke those words. Hmm. Was that like another verse that he gave us? No, no, that's wrong. The question is about, for those of you who didn't hear, that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said to have given eight verses, um, but uh, someone apparently has said that he also gave a verse in the Mahabharata Nayam. That is about him. Um, in the context of the Ratha Yatra, falling in a swoon, and coming to external consciousness and then offering this to Jagannath Swami. Probably the person misspoke or you might have misheard what Chaitanya Mahaprabhu would have said to Jagannath Swami is something like, Namo Brahmanya Devaya, Go Brahmanya Hitaya Cha, Jagaditaya Krishnaya Govindaya Namo Namaha. You said Namo Mahabodhanaya Krishna Premadana. So that's a famous verse that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is, is citing. So he recited many famous verses, and of course he has his verses verses of his own composition. <clears throat> the verse in the Mahabharata obviously is Rupa Rupa Goswami's verse written about Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Um, but um, there are some other um, verses attributed to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu other than the Shikshastakam. Shikshastakam is eight verses. Shiksha means instruction. Astakam means uh, eight, a group of eight. So these eight prayers, they appear first in the a book entitled Padyavali by Rupa Goswami, which is a compilation of, of famous verses. Some of them are identified in terms of their authorship, and some of them are unidentified, but well-known and embraced by the Vaishnava community. And Sri Rupa Goswami very kind of, in a general way, categorizes those uh, verses under subheadings. And within those various subheadings in Padyavali, you will find the verses of Shikshastakam, not in an order of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, but with regard to different topics 
And when those verses are cited in Sri Rupa's book, then he attributes them to Sri uh, Bhagavan. Hmm? And Bhagavan is, of course, this is Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. You'll find that, um, and we were discussing this a little bit the other day, the Goswami's writings are largely about Radha and Krishna, with some tribute to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Hmm? At the onset, usually, of their their text, some brief uh, reference to him, uh, pranam to him. There's an astakam here or there, Chaitanya Astakam, Rupa Goswami. Um, but they didn't write extensively about Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. They wrote about Radha and Krishna, and they gave the understanding of Radha and Krishna that if you listen to it and you understand it, you're looking for Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Hmm. In other words, as I've many times said, in, in the apex, the zenith of Krishna Leela, where Krishna uh, experiences that uh, his challenge or his promise to reciprocate in kind for the love and surrender that his devotees offer to him is um, has been uh, exhausted by the gopis' approach and the measure of their love, and he cannot reciprocate in kind. He has to tell them that your love and Radha's love in particular is is, is more than I have. So you should be satisfied with that. Indeed, I want it, uh, as it goes. And that uh, yearning for that, that longing for that, is the is the transcendental birth then of Chaitanya Mahabhu. So they've written about Radha Krishna in such a way that if you're uh, insightful, then uh, you'll be looking for Chaitanya Mahabhu. Or they've written about it in such a way that your heart will become sympathetic to the idea of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu when then heard about, when he's, when he's heard about. And the, and the largest voice then, um, in one sense, uh, following t- closely the Goswami's writings in this way about Radha and Krishna that, that, that speaks directly about Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is then the, the pen of Krishna's Kaviraj Goswami in Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita. Hmm. And so this is kind of the, all about establishing the lineage, the sampradaya. And, you know, you have to... You're starting a new lineage. You can only say so much. And uh, to say, oh, this this fellow in Bengal is, is God. Indeed, he's Krishna, and he's Radha and Krishna, and so forth. Um, the, the, the literate, pious, educated, um, uh, spiritual people of India well, at the time would not... Uh, uh, were not so kind of sentimental, if you will. They had a system hmm? and a standard, I would mean to say, of knowledge of the sacred texts and so forth that you'd have to locate your your deity within in order for him or her to have credibility. Hmm? And so uh, while in Bengal, Nityananda Prabhu didn't care for any of that, so to speak, and he just began worshipping Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, advocating that, and, uh, and and so forth. And it was percolating in Bengal. The Goswamis, empowered by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, began to write about what Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was about by writing about Radha and Krishna in a particular way that really hadn't been written about before. 
commenting on the sacred text, writing their own Leela books based on the Bhagavatam and so forth, commenting on the Bhagavatam. And then Krishna Skabash, whose who's appearance day we, 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 we just celebrated at, at Anandashram, at Sargrahi, um, uh, was given the charge to come out with it, so to speak. And he wrote, as I said, you think here the other night in Bengali, in, in, the, in the local the, the vernacular, the vernacular, the language that was most common amongst the Vaishnavas, the Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, there was Orisans, Oriyans by this time, uh, from Puri, and the Vrindavan side is just full of Bengalis. Everybody in Vrindavan has to speak Bengali. It's like like America's got to speak Spanish these days. Um, so, uh, because so many Bengalis coming from Navadweep to Vrindavan, hmm? and of course to Puri. So, uh, but uh, and things have been, of course, written in the Russian language and so forth, but mostly in Bengali, and that was the most common language. So Krishna Skavirs is taking the the, the 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 understanding of Rupa Goswami hmm, that gives rise to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, and then saying, "Here, he, here he is," and and writing in in Bengali. But every point that he makes, he substantiates with the Sanskrit verse. Uh, from the sacred texts and so on and so forth. It's all part of establishing um, a lineage, sampradaya. So there in Chaitanya Charitamrita, with regard to the Chikshastakam, um, as opposed to how Rupa Goswami has placed a verse here and a verse there, to Bhagavan said this, Bhagavan said that, um, he places the Chikshastakam in order from one to eight, and at the very end, of his book. After the whole book, the narrative of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is completed with the interwoven with the philosophy that constitutes the experience of Rupa Goswami of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, which is the furthest reach of what Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is about. Then we find in the narrative Chaitanya Mahaprabhu on the beach in Jagannathpuri with Ramananda Roy and Srup Damodar, this very close quarters, small circle, and he begins to speak these these verses of Shikshastakam. And Krishna Das really pens his own commentary in, in Bengali and have an order, an ascending order of, of, of ecstasy that constitutes really the whole movement of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu as an example. He's Krishna in his Leela as an Acharya, so teaching by his example. The whole distance from beginning as a sadhaka with no taste for Harinam. Faith, first he awakens faith by speaking about the virtues of Sankirtan. He speaks about it in such a way that you think, wow, I could I could get into that. It has power and uh, efficacy and so forth. So he awakens faith in the first verse. Then he speaks the life of a sadhaka, no taste, no attraction. Hmm? Um, because of anarthas, but still... Uh, humbly acknowledging such in, in, in such a way that the name won't leave one. Hmm? This is, of course, nicely pointed out in, by Sri Krishna himself in the 11th Canto of Bhagavatam. He says, my devotees, sometimes they have material desires that, 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 that they succumb to and they feel embarrassed about and so forth. But that feeling of embarrassment and remorse, that in itself purifies them and... Hmm, and of course, those things are rectified. So he speaks about, you know, a learning curve, if you will. Hmm? 
um, and the generosity of the name, who is said to be non-different than the named, the person, but different in the sense that the name is more generous. And this is an example of that. While some offense is there in the background, hmm, the name is still staying staying with, with us, is the idea, the right mood, right mood is there. And then, of course, from there, the, uh, the, the devotee, Mahaprabhu speaks of how the devotee becomes decorated with the fourfold qualities. Hmm? These are the, the new regulative principles. Uh, humble, like a blade of grass, tolerant like the tree, offering respect to others, expecting no honor, oneself. He says, decorated with these qualities, chanting the holy name, you'll, you'll attain prema. This is, as I have often said, the, 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 an example of the, of the kind of flexibility that we have to have in our sadhaka deha in order to experience the kind of ecstasy that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu experienced and, the, and, a, and a body, a form, if you will, an internal form that is made up of, of anubhavs, vibhav, and Satvikabhavs and so on and so forth. Astasatvikavikar, transformations. We have to be, you can imagine how flexible they are. <laughs> we have to be a little flexible to be able to bend over and bear respect and be humble and give honor to others and, and, and in this way create a teachable moment. Hmm? An ongoing teachable moment in the school in which we are students forever, such as the nature of the subject matter. Hmm? And that's exciting. Hmm. So the devotee becomes steady then. Hmm. And then, of course, taste comes and all desires disappear. Hmm. And attachment to bhakti is there. Then attachment to the object of bhakti. Krishna begins to, t- to manifest in the heart of the devotee in a particular form with particular qualities, all relative to the particular relationship in which the devotee is developing love for him. Then sadhaka Sadhana Bhakti is finished and one enters into Bhava Bhakti, which is an ongoing culture of that identity and the stepping into it, so to speak, entirely, that constitutes Prem. So these are all laid out in Shikshastakam, hmm? as explained beautifully by Thakur Bhakti Vinod. And they come, as I say in Chaitanya Charitamrita, at the end of the book, and constitute more or less really a, a, a reiteration of in summary, of all that the book has taught. Hmm? The book begins in Nadia, as far as the narrative goes. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu becomes a devotee, and what kind of a devotee? So extraordinary that that uh, everyone is, is is encouraged by his company and association. He becomes their natural leader. Hmm? Their natural leader, such that even Advaita, who was a leader, it goes into great effort, make great effort, and goes to great extent to establish you are the leader. Although he is senior to him in, in, in age, and, uh, and uh, he was he was a teacher of bhakti before Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was was born. Hmm? So he becomes he's a very natural leader by just by his character, by by his achar, by his by his behavior, and so forth, and by his absorption. Hmm? It's contagious. And so it's kept in a small circle, but pious people want to enter in, but don't feel qualified. They respectfully sit along the bank of the Ganges, wondering what that kirtan must be like in the house, in the courtyard of Sri Vastakura. For them, he comes out, of course. And the sannyas lila manifests. He leaves Navadweep, 
to the disappointment of the Navadvipasis, but for our sake, that we might become hmm, one of them as well. Does his leela sankirtan, and we can't find him at the beach at the end, as they say, and he's entering into the Vrindavan leela and entering into the that which he came to experience, the bhava of Radha. So it's a step-by-step hmm, uh, movement in that direction, and he's successful. So there we find, anyway, Shikshastakam in an order given by Krishna's Kaviraj Goswami that it demonstrates it's a summary of the whole teaching and in a way takes us through the teaching step by step. It's very artful, hmm? uh, beautiful. And uh, and um, Dr. Vinatakar has made some uh, insightful you know, contribution with his commentary on eight verses that are practically, um, there. I could not find any commentaries on before the commentary of Bhaktivinoda Thakur over hundreds of years. Uh, so that's extraordinary. Hmm. But besides these eight verses, that are, and it's worth saying something about them in, in brief and summary, they're so significant, so important to the tradition. We used to sit down in, in, in Prabhupada's mission and often in a lot of temples, and they, Chaito Dharpana Marjanam Baba Mahadava Gani Nivapanam Shaya Kairavatan Jikabhatadanam Jivanam Anandam Budivardhanam Pratipatam Puram Vidasadhanam Sarvatmasnapanam Param Vidayate Sri Krishna Sankirtanam So on. Every day, but what is the depth of the meaning of all those verses hmm? that we have to become uh, acquainted with? The whole teaching is there. Hmm? So only eight verses. But what has been churned, can be churned out, out of them, hmm? is substantial. Eight drops, I think my Prabhupada might, might, have, might have compared it to the ocean of, of nectar that you can churn into a veritable ocean of, of nectar, Why of wise love. Hmm? So, that said, these are the famous eight verses of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And, and, and as I say, we know that hmm, by Rupa Goswami. And we know it more by Krishna's Gavirash Goswami, the way he put them together and so forth, and then more by Bhaktivinoda and so on. So the devotees are meant to, 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 to bring this out. Um, Mahaprabhu didn't sit, um, as it's explained in Chaitanya Charitamrita, he didn't sit and write the verses in a disciplined manner to summarize the whole of his teachings uh, or to illustrate different points, different types of feelings or different philosophical points and so on and so forth. But we find in Chaitanya Charitamrita, he just spoke them in ecstasy. He came out with them, um, beautiful Sanskrit verses, and uh, they're the jewels to be collected there on the shore of the ocean of Jagannath Puri. So much light comes from them. <clears throat> So he was not um, an acharya in that sense that Prabhupada says acharya, the first business of the acharya is to make a literary contribution. Hmm. And so that was the standard. If, if you didn't have a literary contribution primarily in the form of a commentary on the sutras that was credible, that would establish your particular angle of vision, and there are different angles of vision. Um, Vaishnavism is, is broad, and accommodating, and within the context of itself, it acknowledges different angles of vision on the absolute, different possibilities 
within Vaishnavism of penetration into transcendence and beyond Vaishnavism, other possibilities of uh, penetration into transcendence. Very broad, very accommodating. Hmm? This should be noted. We're part of a very broad and accommodating and generous uh, mission that appreciates divinity practically in, in any form. Hmm? I saw a nice letter. I posted it on the top of the lake today that I, I came across of, of Prabhupada writing. He had just gotten news that uh, Bhakti Pragyan uh, Keshav Maharaj had left the world, who was his sannyas guru, and in conjunction with whom Prabhupada uh, helped to form the Gaudiya Vedanta Samiti, which became the mission of um, Keshav Maharaj. So he was writing back, I believe, to Narayan Maharaj, who had informed him of his very touching letter. It shows a side of Prabhupada that really does need to be showcased, his softness, his affection for his other members, of the uh, Paribar and the family of Bhakti, Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur in particular. And it's very touching here, it's deep feeling there. At one point in the letter he says, if I would like to arrange a painting hmm, uh, of Keshav Mars that I would like to put in all of my principal temples in, Los in Hollywood, he said, in New York, our temple in Hollywood, New York, <laughs> London, and so forth to uh, honor my um, uh, sannyas guru. Hmm? So some people might not want you to read that, <laughs> but this is a side of Prabhupada so that it has to be uh, brought out, which is, which is where Gaudiya Vaishnavism in the Western world obviously has to go. It has to go in the direction that it came from, if you will. Hmm? Prabhupada was one emissary of Gaudiya Vaishnavism coming, as it seemed, out of nowhere, dropping in to the streets of, of New York with his cartels and sitting under the tree and, and chanting and so forth. But as we go on, if we if we go closer to Prabhupada, get closer, we see, just like you see Krishna, he's not alone. Hmm? Prabhupada said, Krishna's not alone. Uh, so uh, uh, this is Gaudiya Vaishnavism. You look, you'll see Krishna. Keep looking, keep looking, and there's somebody with him. Hmm? There's another figure there. Who is that? Prabhupada wrote, I think, in the Krishna book. Who is that lady standing next to Krishna? Huh? And then we, we find out, well, she's even more important than Krishna. Hmm? Jai Radhe. Hmm? And we didn't see her. <laughs> and then and then the two, Chaitanyakyam prakatam madanathadayam chaikyam aptam radhabhavaduti suvalitam nomi krishna surupam. The two become one as Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Hmm? Hmm. And Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is in the world with so many associates, and so so it's it, there's Krishna's part of a, of a plurality. That's the whole Veda Ved hmm. philosophy. That's the, the philosophical canvas, if you will, on which the art of the Leela of Krishna is drawn. Hmm. If you understand it properly, Krishna has to have associates. Hmm. It cannot just be Krishna. There has to be love of Krishna. For Rasa, there have to be the two. Hmm. Object of love and the love, the embodiment of love, and and in the object uh, the, that uh, is is most most lovable. Hmm? So, in Prabhupada's simple uh, language, much appreciated, Krishna is not alone. Hmm? Um, there are some saints of other traditions that sing about Krishna, worship Krishna, um, but in the songs we find it's just her and Krishna, for example. So, 
This may be something, but it's not Gaudiya Vaishnavism. Hmm? Therefore, you find in the songs of the Gaudiya Vaishnavas, like Bhaktivinoda Thakur, you find Yashomati uh, Nandan. Yashomati hmm? is, is mentioned. Nanda Nandan, the associates of Krishna, the Jamuna, the, the Govardhan, and all of his associates. Jairadha Madhava Kunjubihari, Gopijanavalava, Giribari. In this verse, all the different sentiments of Braj are mentioned. Not just Madhuri Ras, Sakya Ras is mentioned. In, in, in Prabhupada's own rendering of of the uh, of the song Vatsali Rasa, the whole all the braj chatu bhav the four bhavas of of of, of the braj lila so and they are all in, 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 the eternal associates are embodiments of those and so forth. so point is krishna's not alone point is one person Prabhupada came but he's part of something he's not alone hmm? don't try to isolate him <laughs> Everything he has so many connections, and arguably to know those is to know him better hmm? than to ex- separate him from 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 all of those. And and he and those other associations he has are 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 such that he may say nice things about him. Sometimes he may criticize them also, with regard to, for example, family members. It happens. I told a story the other night how uh, that, as you know, by as I think of it, force of circumstances, I had to go outside of Prabhupada's formal mission, his formal mission, Iskon, after he left the world, came under the shelter of Puja Patridhar Maharaj. And so in the early days of that, there was just a few of us out there, um, like standing on the street in our pajamas, so to speak, with no you know, big mission to go home to at night or people to listen to you. We had to stand only on the, the feet of our, our faith, the ground of our faith and conviction. And... Um, and I had a lot of conviction. I thought, these things that Puja Patridhar is talking about, <laughs> this, everybody has to come to deal with this. They're not going, going to go back to God without understanding the philosophical points and the, uh, the charm that, 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 that he's uh, um, represented in his, in his teachings and so forth. So I thought, well, I'm not going to, I can't wait for everybody. You know? so, so anyway, in those days, we weren't popular. And I had a few students... And, um, and they would go out and sell books and run into some godbrother or godsister who would like, give them a lecture that they shouldn't be with, associated with me and so on and so forth. So one day, uh, my godbrother, Bhakti Gaurabha Narasimha Maharaj, Jagat Guru Swami, he, uh, he was in Hawaii, he left, he came to Berkeley, and he was thinking, he was fed up with the situation in, uh, in, in ISKCON at that, at that time, that the, the quality of the spiritual leadership was disconcerting to him. And this was like 1985, something like that, quite some time ago. And, uh, but he came to Berkeley, and he, he came kind of to see me. We were old friends. But he stopped in Berkeley, which was the ISKCON temple there. And like they're still doing today, 30 years later, any new man comes in, they offer him the presidency. <laughs> <laughs> you need help there. <laughs> so he thought, well, okay, I guess I'll be the president here. I'll try to do something, make some changes, and so forth. So anyway, one of my disciples was out, and and somebody, some 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 godbrother ran into her and and confused her and told her she shouldn't be associating with me and so forth, and that that uh, she said she should go to you know to Berkeley because. You know, Jagat Guru Swami was there. He'll straighten you out. Although he was my friend, actually. So 
anyway, so she went there, and, and uh, I guess she talked to him, and I'm wondering, well, where the heck is she? You know, it's getting late here. We're in this rented house in San Francisco. There's a few of us, three or four or five. And uh, so she comes back, and actually I'm waited up all night, like, you know, like Krishna's guru, Sandipani Muni, with, waited, <laughs> waited for Krishna and Balaram when they went out, you know, to get firewood, and, and the storm came, and they couldn't return, and so he didn't, he didn't, he didn't, he didn't get a good night's rest that night, hmm? mm-hmm. waiting for his disciples affectionately, who were there only doing his bidding and so forth. Like, a, you know, I know what it's like to be like a mother or a man or something. You know, so, so, uh, so anyway, she came back and said, where, 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 where were you? What's going on? Well, you know, I went out and I got, you know, somebody said this, that to me. And so I went to see your, 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 your godmother, Mishringa Marsh, in, in Berkeley because he's your friend. So I said, if he's my friend, what is he doing there in Berkeley? If he's my friend, why is he there? If you have confusion, you should come and see me. You know, that's how I responded, you know. So, it wasn't recorded or anything, but it's recorded now, so you, 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 know, <laughs> you, you can take it and you can see, this is what he said, if he's my friend, what is he doing there? Our Guru Maharaj has nothing to do with Nishinga Maharaj, he, you know, he, he, they're not friends. Two weeks later, of course, like most presidents in the Berkeley Temple, <laughs> he resigned. <laughs> Where did he go? He came to see me. We sat up all night long. I spoke with him so many things, and um, and uh, and then he said, "Oh, he 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 said, okay, okay, okay. He said, you got good points. You have good points." He said, "The only the only thing I'm thinking at this point is that I think Shudamar is perfectly bona fide, highly qualified uh, uh, devotee, and competent to to guide and so forth. Uh, but but." At the same time, I want to be in Prabhupada's group. That's what I, you know, eternally. This is my position. And I said, that's very good, very, I like that. And he, and he said, no, no, I'll give you an example. Raghunathas Goswami in Vrindavan was doing his bhajan, and one gopi from Sakistali came to the place of Chandravali, the village of Chandravali, carrying yogurt, curds on her head and so forth, and then offered something to the sadhu. Hmm? This is a vision of Raghunath Das Goswami, in other words. He had the spurti vision in his meditation. So gopis coming and offering me some, some cheese. And, and so he just about to take and he said, and where are you from? Said, I'm from Sakistali, which is the village of Chandrabali. He said, no, I'm not taking. Thank you. Hmm? You're the competitor of my 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 maiden, who that she whom I'm the handmaiden of. So he gave this nice example. He said, "I just want to be in Prabhupada's group, like Raghunath Das wanted to be in Radha's group." I said, "That's a very nice story." I only have one comment to make. He said, "I'm open. Let me hear it." I said, "Prabhupada and Chidamarsh are both in Radha's camp. <laughs> They're not in Chandravali's camp." So. He said, yeah, okay. <laughs> and so then he, he joined. He said, consider me a new bhakta in your group here. I offer my basically every, every all your disciples. I'm here to learn from them. So this is how he, he um, we, 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 we joined together again. So you could take my point. See, it's on tape. If he's my friend, what's he doing over there? Right? And, 
and make a story out of that and so forth, but it's not the whole picture. You need the whole picture. And the whole picture is none of us are going anywhere. We're all here forever. We've always been. We always will be. We're eternal. We have no beginning. We have no end. So we need to get used to one another. And that Krishna consciousness and the chanting is for that. Just we've got to get used to one another. And, uh, and of course, it affects a change within us so that that becomes possible if we allow it to. Affects a change in us, it becomes possible that we can all um, get along. We can all we can live in a house that's big enough. What does it say for the whole world to live within? That's and what what's the size of that? It's measured by affection, by love, not by yards and inches and square feet and so forth. By affection, by love. So this is the kind, and this is the kind of community we hear about in Chaitanya Charitamrita, isn't it? It's just full of that. So this is, you can see, this is, as far as the community goes, what the community should be like. Hmm? First of all, that there should be a community, that there, that there are differences that are okay. And that, indeed, not only are they okay, they're, they're what makes it Gaudiya Vaishnavism beautiful. Hmm? Gaudiya Vaishnavism is a one and different, abed philosophy. Right? So the abed means difference. Abed means non-difference. So it's one philosophy, but different expressions of that that arise out of the philosophy, different sentiments. There'll be the sentiment of a coward, a sentiment of a gopi. There'll be different ideas of how to how to um, disseminate, how to serve in the sadhaka day, in our practitioner's body, and so forth. Hmm? And Prabhupada was always interested in facilitating that diversity, that individuality of expression, hmm? that um, multiplicity of... Of, of approaches and uh, and so forth, and that's what uh, you know it makes it very uh, charming. Hmm? Um, so there should be a community. I mean, there should be variety, some differences, and and so forth. And how they should deal with those, how they should interact. Of course, there are differences based on anarthas, based on unwanted things, false uh, values. And then there are differences based on bhava, based on spiritual feeling. Hmm? So differences based on anartha, of course, they should be understood and we should humbly try to over, overcome them and so forth. And that, as we do, in time, we enter into differences based on bhava, sentiment, feeling. But even before the differences based on bhava, feeling, sentiment, we'll have difference, differences. We'll have different sentiments. We love our guru. Hmm? And someone else will love their guru more than they'll love our guru. We would hope so. Hmm? And we like that. We see. We we we, we want to appreciate that and so forth. Um, so we want to foster that as much as possible. And that requires speaking. Someone wanted to speak here. I was told, and I and I said, well, you know, I know that person, and if I have some differences, and I have some bad experience. But tell him to talk to me if he wants to speak. Tell him to talk to me personally. What would be the outcome? That remain to be seen, but hmm? but some things have to be worked out. But we want to foster anyway this kind of community, right? Overall, hmm? and it has to work both ways. Hmm? One of the reasons I was a little little reluctant because in the past I didn't find that kind of very spirit I'm talking about in the, in that particular sadhu. I found just the opposite that was off-putting. So, hmm? do you understand? 
So I don't want that kind of spirit. Hmm? Um, it's important. So at any rate, hmm, um, the point is that just as I was saying, Krishna's not alone, there's a community, so forth. So Prabhupada, as you get closer to Prabhupada, you, you, you find that not only is he's our guru, he came for us, he came for me, he's saving me. It's all about me. <laughs> he's doing this for me. He, he, he did everything for us. And, 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 and you know, what, does he, does he ha- have any other kind of relationships? Or is that all, you know, he exists only for you? <laughs> is that what the teaching is? My guru exists only for me. He exists only for me in one sense. He just loves me like nobody else does and cares for me. But he beautifully feels the same way forever the other disciple and has other kind of loving relationships too with associates, friends, different types of... Uh, and so forth. So it's not just about what Prabhupada is for me, what he, what Prabhupada can do for me. Hmm? Prabhupada has, has life. It comes out a little bit in that letter. How he felt about 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 Keshav Marsh. You want to put a picture of him in all of his main centers in Hollywood, in London, in, in New York, and it would be you know I, why it didn't happen and so forth. That was a big mission. It was busy, and, and uh, it's not one of the things that his disciples picked up on as being important. But that's not to say that the things that they did pick up on being important were necessarily important or more important. Hmm? And so we have something to do, his disciples, as to how you know he's represented and so forth, and that may be somewhat limited to our own realization and understanding of what is important, what's significant, what, what needs to be underlined and so forth. Here's something that was ignored. Hmm? And I saw it, I thought, that should be posted somewhere, it might be shared, that you can, I know that's there, here's some evidence for that, we can, we can, uh, we, we can show it. Hmm? This kind of thing. Hmm? And Prabhupada himself, I think he wanted his mission to be such that it would acknowledge Krishna consciousness wherever it was. Hmm? It was kind of low on the management end, you know. That's, that's, that's as much as needed, you manage. But as much as there's love and the management fosters love, you know, good management, you know, a good manager does himself out of a job. That's the idea. Hmm. His management is meant for organizing, inspiring, and you're managing people, and if they can get it, come forward, and they feel inspired, then you're out of a job, and, and, and that's good. That's why his ideal was that his mission would be run by love and trust. Wow. Hmm. That's uh, <laughs> got some work to do on that one. <laughs> <On> that. <laughs> These are the two governing, you know, principal managerial uh, guidelines, love and trust. And, you know, dealing with people as if, like I I tend to deal with people as if they're more intelligent because I figure they probably are. They've probably read these things. They're great. They're interesting. They must be reading them too. They must have already had that thought, but I'll I'll repeat it, forgive me for for such. And, you know, if I'm air, and I know I do (laughs) at at times, uh, I still think it, it, it's good because it, it makes the audience feel that, that, that they're, and they are, they're valuable. Hmm? 
and they have something to contribute, they have thoughts to share, it's, it's participatory. Bodhayantas parasparam tushanticha, ramanticha. So, rather than, you know, whatever, it could be the opposite, making you feel st- dumb and shouldn't ask those questions and dumbing it all down and so forth. I know I sometimes speak in a way that, you know, maybe you haven't heard about it or thought about it before, but that I think that, that I do that for a reason. The purpose. So, so anyway, yeah, yeah, so he's not, uh, a, a, and he's not alone. And that's to see like that is to see this. I found it very rewarding to see more of him, and uh, and uh, and this is the picture. I mean, other in another sense too. I mean, uh, first our guru is representing Krishna, so we, we pay attention as if Krishna is speaking to us in time, and it may take some time. But we see, oh, he's also has a certain kind of love for for Krishna. Hmm? That opens a whole different, you know, uh, picture. Then you're you're not looking about like what he's doing for me. He's representing Krishna here. Here he is. Hmm? You see, oh, he's got a life there in relation to Krishna, and I'd like to participate in that. Something along those lines. So. So, at any rate, I don't know how we got into that. The, 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 uh, Krishna's not alone. We we're talking about Chaitanya Charitamrita. Yeah, we want to get to those, but uh, but um, but uh, uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. These eight were not um, written by him. Um, he didn't pen a a a um, a commentary on the Vedanta Sutras, which I was saying, which of which there are many, which means there is diversity of. Um, spirituality and penetration into transcendence that Gaudiya Vaishnavism readily recognizes. So we got to the diversity and the differences and so forth. Hmm? So uh, another example, uh, I might have told it uh, in recent talks, cited it, a fellow from um, one of Prabhupada's temples, who is the president of the temple, one that I'm strictly forbidden you know, to go by the GBC in that uh, who, who's in charge of that temple, called me up to ask my opinion about something philosophically. Nice fellow, and <laughs> and uh, and he had um, a, a community, a Hindu uh, devotional community, uh, like a lot of the temples have these days, and um, some of the members of the community were Sri Vaishnavas, and so. Um, there was a, a, a an acharya, one, the, one, the acharya of the Sri Vaishnav Sampradaya. Hmm? This is Ramanuja Sampradaya, was coming to to the town, hmm? and so they approached the ISKCON president and said, "We wondered if our acharya can come, you know, to the temple where they also come regularly and so forth." So he said, "Yeah, let him come." It happened to be in conjunction with the Janamastami, appearance day of Krishna. And so he'd arranged for the Acharya to give a speech and it created a whole huge um, problem for him hmm? because he was told, don't you ever do that again. We don't allow anybody here who's not, you know, a strictly following Prabhupada, a follower of Prabhupada. Only a follower of Prabhupada can speak in any of our temples. Now you've done this and we can, if, we, if we stop you, we will get a bad reputation. So we don't want to do that. So you let it happen, but never again. And... This is what the leader, you know, told him. 
So he called me to ask my opinion. <laughs> Go figure. So I said, I said, well, that's very nice. So you have somebody from Vaikuntha is coming, you know, to Goloka. How, how will you deal with them? You know, if not, if 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 Narada Muni, you know, Narada Muni, this is the month of, of Radhika, of Radha. Hmm? Yeah, so it, it, it said that Nard had some sense. Krishna took birth in Gokul. Hmm? And that was an extraordinary event. But when he got the sense that that, that his consort, his, 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 his other self, uh, uh, as, as appeared, he came to, to find her out. You know? So he came to the house of Vishabhanu Maharaj and said, uh, you don't happen to have a daughter, do you, that, that was born recently? Or I'm just kind of wondering. We said, well, we, we've got a son, Sridham, because Radhika hadn't actually been born in the house. She was found, it said, in the Jamuna. She's the daughter of the sun. Hmm? That's a long... I think we discussed it the other day to some extent. And he found her on a, on a lotus floating in the, in the, in the Jamuna. Hmm? Brought her back. Beautiful girl, but she was blind. Hmm? And so they were a little embarrassed because she wasn't really born there. But, of course, Vishabhana felt, this is my daughter for sure. And and she was blind, so but Narad said, I think don't you have some somebody else in here? Said, okay, you know, we have this girl. So he they, they showed him the girl. Then he said, Okay, thank you, and let me have a moment with her. And they, they, they're looking through the crack. What's he doing in there? He's paying obeisances, offering his prayers to the little girl. What's going on with these sadhus, you know? But of course, you know, they had great honor for Narada, you know. The Brajbasis, the Ragatmika devotees, if somebody from Baikuntha or Dwaraka, hmm? Narada, or Vaikuntha should come there. They don't go, oh, one of those Vaidhi Bhaktas. <laughs> We're Rag Bhaktas here. We're higher than you. Yeah? No, they have Trinadapi, Sunayachana, they're more humble than a blade of grass. They're immediately bowing down, hmm? offering respect, and so forth. Hmm? I told that story about. Uh, young man had taken sannyas and we were in South India and then on the day that he'd taken sannyas it was told that uh, one of the um, madva, I think, acharyas was coming in the vicinity. It was a big event. This is in South India, in the madva re- region. And so I was with Narasimha Marsh, we were in South India, so we sent a couple of sannyasis and this young sannyasi was, was, was amongst them to have some representation there and show respect. So he came to me and said, Marsh, how should I, you know, how should I conduct myself there? So I said to him, I said, well, you should think I'm seeing a man from Vaikuntha. You should just think I'm seeing a person from Vaikuntha. And so he was um, um, a big fellow, an African-American, which stood out in South India as well, you know, saffron clad with his staff, you know, and so forth. There he off he goes to see the, you know, the Acharya. And there's like throngs of people there coming and and, you know, trying to get a little, some attention, you know, maybe he'll bless me, he'll look at me with eyes of love and and, and so forth. And so when the Maharaj saw him, the new sannyasi, he just went, whoo, crash you know, straight out and laid himself out like like a stick on the ground. Just not, just, he just thought, a man from Baikuntha, and there he was. And everybody like got back, you know, stepped out of the way, and, and what's going on? And, and the chari looks and who is that? And he got all of the all of his attention, which everybody wanted. Right? 
And when I was told the story, I thought, oh, that's so nice. This is the Gaudiya way, by humility and so forth. And you, 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 you draw the, the, the blessings, hmm? so to speak. So, point being, if someone comes to, from Vaikuntha to Goloka, they don't say, oh, you guys, just some Vaiti Bhakta, sit over there. No, they're showing all respect, hmm? all regard. So, they respected Nard, and Nard, Nard told them, told of course, you should bring Nanda Baba over here. He had a son, as you know, and you know, should have a little get-together. Get <laughs> <laughs> so they, they came over with Krishna, of course, then Krishna was set next to Radha, and she opened her eyes. Hmm? So she's living only, only for, to, to gaze upon him, is, is the idea. Hmm? So, <laughs> so, anyway, Gaudi Vaishnava, I, 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 I told you, yeah, if he's a He's a, a Vaikuntha person is coming to your temple. To your temple is is is, is Gokul Golok, and um, just tell your audience that you know they have a man from Vaikuntha. They have a slightly different perspective. That's all found in Chaitanya Charitamrita. We we recommend you read it, and he's going to speak from that vantage point today. And there are some tenets that they hold that are different than ours and appear to be contradictory and so forth. But these are just different ways of talking about something that's beyond language. And also, they constitute a representation in language and thought of different transcendental visions. Like Krishna's Kaviraj Goswami in Chaitanya Charitamrita, he labors very hard in the second chapter to establish that Krishna is the source of Narayan. He's the fountainhead of all forms of divinity. And that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is that same Krishna. And after he's done with this long argument with logic and scriptural presentation to make this point, which wasn't a known a, a, a theological um, uh, notion of the time, hmm? it's a kind of new insight from tra- transcendence, a different perspective, because they used to, would think that Krishna comes from Narayan. Narayan is the be all and end all. And so after he makes his point, he says, but. If someone thinks that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is the avatar of Mahavishnu, that's also possible. All things possible. They could call him this, that, Vaman, this, or that, uh, you know, this avatar, that. That's also another angle of vision. We can, we can accommodate it. Hmm? Anyway, I told him like that. I, I spoke at, at greater length. He much appreciated that. Hmm? And... Then I heard afterwards, he was he gave real nice talk, he was very natural. I said, he'll be sensitive to the audience, he knows where he is, he knows what our teaching is, he's not going to bring up points that will, will be controversial and, you know, and it's janmastami, and so he was an ideal sadhu, and and it, it was an example of interfaith kind of uh, exercise. And you find this in Chaitanya Charjumrita, Mahaprabhu was not just with his own Gaudiya people either, right? He's... Of course, he's converts people, but he is also interacting with different sects and so on and so forth. So, this kind of spirit is is um, is, is 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 required. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, Mahaprabhu Sri Chaitanya Dev, he didn't write a particular vision, like commentary on Vedanta Sutra. This is our metaphysic. This is our our vision. This is what distinguishes us philosophically from others, and this is uh, what I'm about, what I came to teach is well represented within the text, and they can be looked at in this way. And you know, when you do that properly, philosophically, you go, oh, there's another loka. Hmm? There's another possibility in the, in, in the spiritual world, which is 
unlimited, right? The number of avatars are asankhya, uncountable, so all possibilities and so forth. So Mahaprabhu himself didn't do that. Of course, later Baladev did that, uh, writing a commentary without Sutra for the Gaudias, and of course, prior to that, the Goswamis wrote extensively with commentaries on the Bhagavatam and Jiva Goswami writing the Sandarbha. So, you know, we established, they established our lineage from a literary point of view, but Mahaprabhu didn't do that. He was just a fountain, waterfall of love, and he, these verses flowed out of him without, as it's depicted in Chaitanya Charitamrita, without thinking, in ecstasy, hmm? and, and, and the whole teaching is coming out from there. So they're very important, very significant. But there are, hmm? to get to your, back to the, your question, uh, some other uh, verses that are sometimes attributed to Mahaprabhu. Hmm? One of them is a verse um, that um, is uh, very instructive. Naham vipro na cha narapritir napi vaishno nasudro naham vani na cha grihapatir no vanastoyativa kintu prodhanakila paramananda ponamritabde Gopi Vartu Parakamalarudastas Anudasa. So um, some have attributed this to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. says, I'm not. He says, forget about Varnashram. That's what he says. I'm not part of the Varnashram. I made the Varnashram for some people, but my religion is one where Varnashram is retired. Sarvadharman Prityajam Amekam Saranam Brajas. I many times said, to put it in bluntly, Krishna consciousness, Gaudi Vaishnavism, requires that you give up religion. That sounds strange, but could be popular too. You have to give up religion to, in other words, there's a religious orientation and there's a spiritual, as I call it, experiential orientation. We want the latter. We want Brahma Jignasu, Rasa Jignasu, not Dharma Jignasya. Why do we want it? Because we got Sadhu Sangha of that caliber, of that quality. So we're, we're, we're that's, we've been affected in that way, positively. So, so Varnashram has its place and so forth. That's the whole other subject. Why Prabhupada talked about it. We're not going to that tonight, but I, we can give a lecture on that too. But, um, but Mahabhava says, Naham vipranacha narapatyanapi vaishnava sudra. I'm not a Brahman, I'm not a Sudra, I'm not a Vaishya, I'm not a, a Grihasta, Vanaprasta, I'm not a Brahmachari, I'm not a Sannyasi. Hmm? What am I? Gopi Vartu Parakamayodasta Asanadas. I'm the servant of the servant of the servant of that Krishna who is the husband of the gopis, hmm? the object of the gopis' love. So, this is a nice verse often chanted when the devotees go on the altar. They thought to step out of any material conception of self and enter into dasta, sonadasa, I'm a servant of the servant of the servant, of, which is significant, of course. It's not me and Krishna. Again, we're back. Servant of the servant of the servant. If you can find someone who's dear to Prabhupada, go there. I on to that person. That will make you dear to Prabhupada. Isn't that what he said? If you love me, love my dog, he would say. Hmm? So if you can find a dog of Prabhupada barking somewhere, you know, grab him onto his t- tail. <laughs> that, that would be good. 
so so <laughs> uh, I was sitting with Prabhupada once in San Francisco and we were glorifying him and then he said and he held his beat and went, this is my dog collar I am simply the dog of of the Vaishnav who is a servant of Krishna that's all so <clears throat> so this verse very instructive verse and then um and uh, Shidiva Goswami, in a, uh, I believe, the Bhakti Sandarbha, one of his six treaties, he attributes a verse to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Verse says, "Shrotam api upanishadam dure harikatamritam." Hmm? Um, he says that the verses of the Upanishads, like Tattvamasi. Hambramasmi, these great vakyas, great sounds of the Upanishad, they are like they're like jewels. Rupa Goswami compared them to jewels hmm? in his Namastakam that give light. Hmm? But his Namastakam, he said, these are all these sounds are all like jewels that all shed light, and they're all trying to shed light on one sound. Krishna, this sound. Hmm? They're just—they're all problems. They're all pointing in the direction of this one sound, chanting which one never returns. Anavrtihi sabdat, anavrtihi sabdat. Sutras end like this. So from so, Krishna Nam. And Jiva Swami says Mahaprabhu wrote or said his verse, Shrotam Upanishadam. The sounds of the Upanishads, Dure Harikatam. They are very far away. From where you can go, through the, by the vehicle hmm, of Krishna Kata, Dure Harikata Amrita, Harikata Amrita, the Amrit, deathless nectar of the talks about Hari. Hmm? That that then 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 the second part of the verse he explains, Kampashu Pulakada, all these Astasatvika Vikar, eightfold transformations of ecstasy that that that. Is Part of what the bodies, if you will, of the inhabitants of the lila are all constituted of just the different types of ecstasies. Uh, he says, you, the, "This is where you go. You'll get these things. You can't get that from chanting hambramasmi, tatvamasi, unto themselves. If you get tatvamasi from Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's understanding, that's another thing. Chaitanya, this is the sannyas mantra of the Advaitins. Tatvamasi. Now you're there. You are." initiated now. <laughs> but Mahaprabhu, when he went to take sannyas from Keshva Bharati, then he, 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 he confided in Marari Gupta that I think he's going to give me this mantra, Tattva Masi, I'm not sure. I know I should take sannyas, but I don't know about that mantra because it has a certain meaning. You are that. You are that. And Marari told him, Marari? Yeah, Marari Gupta. He said, and they were classmates, of course. Marari was older, but Mahaprabhu would always defeat him in class. And, and uh, so here Marari advised him. He said, let me think of it like this. Thou art thine. I am, I am, I am his. Hmm. And if you look at the Sanskrit, it's actually a better translation of Tattva Masi, because you are that doesn't make a lot of sense, but you are his. That makes sense. There's a way that you could be one with someone that makes sense. Not that you and I are one. And what? You and I are the same. No, it's you and I. 
how are we the same? How are we the identical? That's hmm? kind of a it, it's a short circuit. Hmm? But you are his. If I say you are mine, you, and you say I'm yours. You can go with that. Yes, we are on the same page. We are one in will. We we have, we have uh, no 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 difference of opinion. Hmm? So. But Mahaprabhu, he liked that very much. And then he went and told Keshri Bharti, this is the mantra you're going to give me. And this is the meaning of it, I was thinking. What do you think? So at that point, the Advaita and Keshri Bharti got initiated into Vaishnavism. And he said, yeah, that's the meaning. Wow. And then he gave it back to him and so forth. So, so we can, there is a way to understand all those sayings of the Upanishads in a way that they will bring us close to that what Harikata can, but that's all from the perspective of what Harikata does automatically and Krishna Nam on its own. So this another verse attributed to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Now some people say also that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu wrote the song that uh, a song about Jagannath that's, that's popular amongst uh, Gaudiya people. Jagannatha Swami Nayana Patagami Bhavatume. It's a very, uh, it's, it's looking at Jagannath the way in which Chaitanya Mahaprabhu did. Mm-hmm. Mahaprabhu saw Jagannath with a peacock feather playing the flute. Mm-hmm. It means like seeing Dwarkesh Krishna longing for Vrindavan. Mm-hmm. Pujapachita Marsh described Jagannath Puri as a a, tr- a train crash between the two spiritual conceptions of Dwarka and Vrindavan. Head-on collision. Jagannath is like this. His arms got stuffed back into his body. and He lost his feet, whatever. His eyes are big. Train crash of these two. Vrindavan, Dwarka-ish Krishna, hearing about Vrindavan and his mind going there and all these transformations of like a train wreck. <laughs> Something like that. And this is Mahaprabhu's vision. So the song you know, brings that out to some extent. Some people say it came from him. Maybe he sang it. Uh, but um, not a major literary contribution, then again. As I've said before, if you really know something and you really have something. You don't have to say much, and it's valuable. You don't have to say much. Hmm. If you don't, then you've got to talk a lot, a lot, a lot. You really have. Mahaprabhu didn't say too much. Hmm. A few things was enough. There's such power behind them. Hmm. If you study his conversions of different persons, Keshava Kashmiri, this Venkatabhata, Sarvabhama Bhattacharya, Prakashananda Saraswati, his words were very uh, few. Hmm. By his, his, his example, primarily he converted, and that's part of the teaching. Krishna comes as acharya. Acharya means, in one sense, who teaches by example. Achar means behavior. So, as they say in common English parlance, that example speaks louder than precept. He is the embodiment of that saying, hmm? and it should say something to us that we should we should, uh, as much as we can embody. The teaching, that we as much as we understand it, we should embody it, and then naturally, that's that's how to spread it. In other words, hmm? you've got to spread it in, in your own heart, <laughs> around, 
then it will be shared naturally with others and appreciated. Hmm? Otherwise, just talking about it is, is, isn't sufficient. So, what else? Yes. Well, I was reading about Haranyaksha and Haranyakashipu, and, well, I mostly read about Haranyaksha and how he was very um, cruel, saying very cruel words to uh, Varaha, Lord Varaha. And Lord Varaha was, in the, it was in the translation how painful it was for him to hear these words, and how painful it, you know, he just, because he isn't that way, so he was so pained by these words, but at the same time, I was just wondering about that because he wanted this so that he could fight with with him, but at, but at the same time he, and so he was, it seemed from the purports that he was knowing what he was doing, even though he was, you know, saying all these mean things, he was still acting out the part of the fighter for Krishna's pleasure, for Varaha's pleasure, but so why did, if you know, Krishna knowing that he was going to be doing this, well, I mean, like, does he really feel the pain? Or I mean, it sounded like he really does feel the pain. Well, as I've said before, um, you know, if God wants to play, he plays pretty good, pretty hard. And the objective in playing, in a sense, is to is to is to is to be is to distance oneself from from the reality. Play is one thing. Get real is another. You know, being real is another thing. So the arguably the objective in playing is to take the play for for reality. I played so hard that that I thought that was the reality. It's like in acting. If an actor can really play the part, then he might think I, I am so and so, and and he, he tries to you know he might start to feel the emotions and. And, and that would be, you know, an Academy Award-winning uh, performance. So the objective of play is to be get a distraction from reality, which can be troublesome, and um, and to make the play real. So, so if God plays, then it's very real, and those who play with Him. So um, we look at the play, the leelas of of Krishna, as more real. They're an illusion. Hmm? The reality is, Krishna is, 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 you know, you can strip it all down to Vedanta and uh, uh, and the 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 the, the Ved, um, the Abed side, no no difference, and 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 you, and you can talk about this is this is really the reality, or you can say, for example, really Radha really belongs to Krishna. There's really no parakya. Hmm? We can make that, but really no. She doesn't really parakya means belong to another, which is the appearance in the lila. But we do the opposite. There really is parakya hmm? because the the idea is as much as Krishna is pleased, that is what dharma is constituted of. Some siddhir haditoshnam. The dharma is. The extent to which you're dharmic is the extent to which Krishna is pleased by what you do. So the parakya is very pleasing to Krishna, so we think this is the pro dharma. This is the highest. This is the highest reality. And then at the same time we say it's an illusion. So you're looking like, well, it's really just play. And I mean, what's happening? I mean, does Krishna really, Varaha really feel pain by that? And does Hiranyaksha doesn't he know what he's doing? 
No, he doesn't. He's he's planted part of a demon, and he's a he's 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 got it. You know, he's 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 thinking he's a demon, and Baraha's thinking he is too. And then it'll be flashes, you know, of the other other side of it for Krishna. The omniscience will come and go, but um, the omniscience, the all knowing, which is then this is the, this is the biggest problem for the Leela. When he starts to be all-knowing, then to that extent he's coming out of the play, so to speak. So, and the, the beauty of the Prajalila is it's it's almost impossible for him to come out of the the play hmm? and show his all-knowingness. Indeed, he's so lost in it; he, he's forgetful of his positions, the personality of God. It's so now the Leela is. We say that Krishna really is the son of Yashoda. It's very esoteric, actually. He really is. He's more the son of Yashoda than, than God. That's just some secondary thing. We think first he's God, and then you play the role as, as, as the son of Yashoda. You could talk about it each way, but from the Gaudi perspective, he's more the son of Yashoda than he is God. That's the more. Hmm. You understand? There, there, was, there was one thing that, that I read that I didn't bring my books. I didn't know it was a question like that. Also, in the, when I was reading about Jai and Dijai and they were getting cursed by the four Kumaras, the prophet also said in the purport that even in the spiritual world, there shouldn't be any, like, really, you know, offensive behavior. And I thought, well, I didn't think there was any really offensive behavior in the spiritual world. That wouldn't be because everyone's pure. Prophet said there shouldn't be offensive Something behavior in like spirit. That. And that's why I was going to ask you about it. What I was it in relation to again? Well, I was reading about Jai and Dijai and the cursing. It's in the first There shouldn't be any offensive. Yeah, there shouldn't be. <laughs> yeah, something about, you know, that you have to be careful not to offend each other. And it was in the spiritual world, so I was a little confused. I think he's just talking about to go there, you, 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 to be a member there, you cannot be offensive. There shouldn't be any. Therefore, you shouldn't be offensive now, because you have to go there now. Mm -hmm. Is the idea? There shouldn't be any. Uh, no one should be offensive in the spiritual world. It means you should stop being offensive now. Otherwise, you can't go to the spiritual world. That's what he's saying. Mm. That's true. There are no offenses there. You don't fall down because of an offense, or there's no other reason either. From there. What else? Yes. I'm going to try to squeeze in, too. Um, you were talking about Lord Chaitanya speaking with different people. Uh, years ago in the L.A. community, we were quite friendly with the large Sikh community, which were neighbors. And uh, so we know that Lord Chaitanya spoke with Guru Nanak, but do they know that? And then do we know any more of the outcome of that, or it was just some conversation that would impact their yeah, philosophy? Uh, I learned that from a Sikh. You heard that from a Sikh? It's in yeah. the Is it? Yeah. The prophets in a commentary? It's somewhere. Huh. Yeah, it's been a while since I read it, but it's huh. in there. Oh, see, you never know. I've read it so many times, I don't remember reading that. I'm pretty sure. But I, yeah, I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure. <laughs> but, um, I'll look it up in the database. Many years ago, after, yeah, 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 look it up. Many years ago, I, after Prabhupada left the world, I was uh, trying to, 
I was in, had been engaged in trying to sell full sets of Prabhupada's books, like the whole, you know, whatever it was, 30 volumes of the Bhagavatam to different people. And um, and so um, we had this bright idea to uh, try to sell it to uh, the uh, one of the leaders of the Sikh movement hmm, who had Western followers. You see them with the white turbans. Yeah, Yogi Bhajan. And um, so one of the brahmacharis called their headquarters, which was in Taos, New Mexico. And, uh, and somehow they thought that, that the leadership of ISKCON was responding to Yogi Bhajan, who unbeknownst to us had been reaching out to ISKCON and wanted to talk to ISKCON's leadership about the issue of deprogramming, which was going on at the time where some people would hire some some people to go capture kids who had joined a religious movement. Their parents would hire some guy. They would try to bring him out, and and, and you know the argument was they, the kids your kids have been brainwashed, and so they, these guys that were canvassing parents and so forth, and they would foolishly pay him some money, and he'd go. So he had some of his people had been kidnapped by these. Um, the programmers, as they were called, and so forth. Hmm? Sure. Oh, you know about it. So, so, so he he was he had reached out to this guy. He didn't get a response, and he, they thought this was the response. So they said, you know, have your guy come right away. You know. <laughs> so that I didn't realize, you know, that. But they just said, yes, come. You know, we want Yogi Bhajan. We'll be happy to meet with you. So I'm gonna go meet Yogi Bhajan. So. Off I go with this one brahmachari, and uh, and I thought, how am I going to sell this guy? And you know, I was going to put a set of Prabhupada's books in every one of his, you know, ashrams or something. It was, it was a crazy idea. So I get there, and he treats me this royal treatment, like I'm the the acharya, you know, this con successor of Prabhupada or something, you know. <laughs> so uh, so I'm you know I'm a real philosophical kind of person, so I'm like trying to talk with him, and he's just like not philosophical at all. And then he tries to tell me, you know, like, why, you know, like, as if I knew. I mean, I was supposed to know. He thought, there, and like, oh, that's it. I see what he's talking That's why he wanted me here. I go, oh, God, how do you deal with this? You know, he told these programmers are taking one of his best people, and they'd given him belladonna. You know, and then they abused him in this way, and he wanted to band together with other sects who were having this problem and that kind of a thing. And I said, "Yeah, well, we have to do something about that." You know, I'm thinking I'm supposed to sell him a book, you know, <laughs> and I wasn't there for that purpose or didn't, you know, didn't have that kind of whatever authorization or whatever. So, so anyway, he, he, we chatted a bit, and I kept trying to take it to a philosophical discussion, and and, and you know, in a, in a thoughtful way. And so he said. He brought his pundit over. He had his pundit, who like you know, like Shrutidar. He knew all their books by heart. So this, this fellow, and he said, you know, so he said, well, you know, I've got to go now and do this. And so Panditji, I think you will like his company. So Panditji was, you know, we sat and talked philosophy, and he told me that yes, in our book it is mentioned that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu met uh, Guru Nanak and Jagannath Puri, and uh, they chanted and so forth and so on. Guru Nanak was one of the founder of the Sikh group, and he was one of a number of people at the time who were advocating 
Nam, Nam, the sacredness of the holy name and some form of kirtan and so forth. Satnam, Satnam, yeah. Tukaram was another. Uh, Kabir, another. Hmm? Um, the Guru, the Guru Granta, I think it is of the Sikhs. It's just full of Ram Krishna Nam, you know, throughout. And so um, these were all at the time of Chaitanya, but they all advocated the Nirguna uh, Brahman and hmm? Nirguna and Saguna Nam. They thought the name of God was a manifestation of divinity in Satvaguna that you could chant and it would take you to the Nirguna. Mm-hmm. And Mahaprabhu, of course, had an idea that the name is not different than the name, then it's Nirguna. Mm-hmm. So it's a different theology. But this was a popular um, kind of uprising in India in response to the, the uh, Advaitins' monopoly on the religious public, for the most part, which said that if you want to get liberation, first you have to take birth as a Brahmin, and in that life you have to take sannyas, and this is the way you have to, you, to, to go back to God. You have to become this learned person, and you know, Vedanta, and sannyasi, and, and so forth. Whereas these Nam movements re- kind of revolted against that and said, you can have direct, you, you know, you can be a beggar and have God's closer than that. You know, by Nam, it's, he, he makes himself available, and so forth. So. So anyway, they say that he that he met. Um, they say that he met. Is it in the database? For Guru Nanak. Are there any in the Chaitanya Charitamrita? Maybe in conversation, huh? So, what was the outcome of that? I mean, uh, uh, he didn't tell me. He, he, they, Guru Nanak didn't. Nothing in Chaitanya Charitamrita. Hmm? Oops. <laughs> so, what, so, what was your question? Is what was the outcome of that meeting? Uh, yeah. yeah. Do you know anything more about that? But the, the other thing I was going to try to squeeze in was that you know, like you were saying, um, you know, Prabhupada spoke of so many things, and then we kind of picked certain things to focus in on, and uh, we're almost by accident, it seems like, sometimes. According to realization, psychology, some of the things Prabhupada emphasized and said they were important and, yes, and so yes, forth, but then, but then, but then that can be distorted too. He repeated, yeah, some things he emphasized, and we know that. But then, um, yeah, I was going to ask. But why, we all we, we often don't know why he emphasized them, mm-hmm. what the import, what the purpose was, and how they would were was appropriate to emphasize them at that time, and why it might not be appropriate now. That's how these things have to be sorted out. Because it seems like sometimes, like I know, uh, you know, also how to reconcile mercy and strictness within Vaishnavism, because it seems like sometimes, you know, people would say, yeah, and Prabhupada smashed him, and then I know sometimes I would say to people in conversation that they'd want to really come down heavy on, on some group or, or some idea or, or anything like that, just come down really heavy, and I'd say, well, what about the compassion part? Prabhupada could speak heavily like that or, or, or strongly, but it was always from a place of love, and I'm not convinced that when we do that, it's coming from a place of love. I don't know what it is, ego, or, or I want to be right, or, or what. It's That's what it is, yeah. And, that, and that's to be avoided, yeah. That won't have much power. That would make Krishna unpopular. <laughs> yeah, and it's true, Prabhupada was able to, to do that. And so, therefore... In one sense, you can only give what you what you have. So that's not in the background. It won't have the same power. I said earlier, Mahaprabhu didn't have to say much. 
or the power of his being, his love. He, and Prabhupada emphasized that. You change people by your example, by your character. So. Prabhupada's relationship with Dr. Mishra, he was very heavy with him philosophically, but there was so much love between them. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Well, you know, that's that's the thing. You know, as people get involved in a spiritual movement, it's new, and and they're young, and you know, they have certain eligibility to understand and participate, and it's on a grow. I mean, every morning we sing Tulsi. Give me more eligibility. Say Badikari Diye. Give me more eligibility. Hmm? Not that I'm a graduate. Give me more eligibility, Doc. Give me more eligibility to enter into what this is about and understand it, as you want. Hmm. So if you, you you know you have to f- feel like a student, not like a teacher. Hmm. Kind of a student teacher. Nobody will be intimidated by a student teacher. <laughs> Something like that. All right. Anyway, it's nice to sit with you all, and we'll have a discussion at uh, at uh, Krishna Road Temple, right? Tomorrow. What time is that? Well, one o'clock. Everything starts. Starts at one. And we're, what are we going to talk about? Krishna's qualities, is it? Um, tomorrow was. You said. Remember, we're going to do description of all that you said. Going to do about environment, spirit of the environment. That's tomorrow. Yeah. Okay. We we'll talk about. But that's a good topic. Okay, very good. Nice to sit with you. I'll be there. Yeah. Okay. Jai. Sri Sri Aravopinath ki jai. Bhaktivinoda Paribar ki jai. Sri Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada ki jai. Bhaktivedanta Sri Radhika Swami Maharaj ki jai. Kartik Bhatt ki jai. Gaur Bhaktivinoda ki jai. Gaur Premanandi. Bhaktivedanta Chakrari Maharaj. Bhaktivedanta Chakrari Maharaj.